I'm so glad you it's bought moist. a new microphone so I could hear that in glorious HD. <laughs> all all of all of the rattling around in your sinuses. Oh. I want to feel the HD rumble version where I can feel everything <laughs> rattling around the sinuses. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Misanthropod. I am Snipe and as always I am joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello. And I am joined by Drummer Matt. Say hello. Salut. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I was, I was thinking like, should I go bonjour? And uh, I didn't realise that apparently the French have more than one word for hello because they want all of the greetings. It's almost as if it's a fully fledged language. I don't know. I, I, I don't speak it, so I am unable to uh, view it as such. Yeah, it has so. a backstory and everything. What? No. <laughs> there is deep French language lore that you... you have to understand. Okay, but isn't is that like DLC? Because I don't, uh, I don't think it's critical to like the main story. French is the dark souls of language. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is silent except when it's not. You died. Actually, it kind of works better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. That was originally just a throwaway comment. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Misanthropod, where we uh, we ridicule the French language for an hour and a half. I mean that that has been the start of the podcast for the last three or four podcasts. So. I know, but because it's like super exciting, and we're actually like low key <laughs> massively jealous of you. <laughs> but drama, Matt, how have you been? You sound like you've been a bit off, dude. Yeah, I've I've been ill for the last week. Uh, it's just it's not it's nothing serious. It's just a, like a cold, possibly almost pseudo flu, like slightly more than a cold, but not actually real dangerous stuff i think mm. but it's just meant i've not been able to breathe properly or talk or swallow or anything for the last week or so which has been pretty annoying so, so i'm sure that uh, recording like an hour-long podcast is going to be oh great yeah that's gonna be fine occasionally you'll just hear me rattle and then fall onto the floor and die but i mean you just 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 mute that bit and you'll be fine so yeah we, yeah. Said, we just edit around yeah, that type yeah, of shit so fine i mean we've got ruth on standby with the with the paddles yeah. <laughs> so every time that you you die we will we will drag you back to the world of the living yeah. so you can finish the podcast yeah yeah and then you can just leave me to <laughs> yeah you die on your own time man <laughs> not when we're fucking working bro come on um so yeah i mean as i've been ill for last week i've once again done basically nothing but now I have this week I have an excuse so it's okay and in fairness moving country was a pretty good excuse yeah Yeah, there's going to be all these new French like microbes that are attacking your immune system so and on that note as well actually as you guys know I'm back in the UK next week so then I can pick up my computer and then when I bring it back here I will have games to play and things to talk about I'm looking forward to, to playing some Overwatch with you, dude. Oh, yeah, well, I'll have to buy it first, but I don't think that's really going to be much of a, you know, doubt of happening, I think. Mm, well, they're adding a new character soon, but I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, but yes, I have not really much to talk about, apart from a couple of bits of news, I guess I saw, if you want to move into a, move, a news section. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, um, go for it. Nintendo Switch. I think I mentioned it before, but the more bad publicity I hear about it, the more I kind of want to get one. <laughs> it's... It's infuriating. See, I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to until at least Christmas because, you know, it will be cheaper and the games won't be. Like, more to the point, like, the console isn't too bad, but the games are like 60 or 70 quid each. I was like, that's just insane. So hopefully by, like, Christmas, there'll be, like, a sensible game price. 
I don't know, I kind of feel like that's probably going to be a static value for new games. However, of course, the release games by the, at that point will probably be cheaper, so... Yeah, exactly. But see, um, I, I just I just know that you're you're a hoe for HD Rumble. Do you want to see how many pieces of ice are in the Oh, yeah, glass? yeah, yeah. And, and water, too. Oh, and oh, water, yeah. too. Can't forget the water. <laughs> yeah. That was a fucking thing that I witnessed with my own goddamn eyes. Hmm? But yes, about the Nintendo Switch, man. But I did see that there's a few more, because I think we mentioned before that there's going to be like four launch games for it or something, in the UK at least. One of them just being Just Dance as well, which doesn't really count. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> for, for like gamers, in, in inverted um, commas. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. But I did see that there's a few more like downloadable games, hopefully going to be in that, done with launch as well. So there's all the... You know um, what? There's Binding of Isaac, apparently, is going to be on it. Oh, that well, Which, um, that, that I, has like a, a physical release in America, I think. Oh, cool! Yeah, is it but... like the 3DS or something. Oh, it is already. No, no, it's on the Switch. It is on the Switch for, yeah. for oh. release in America, not here. Um, but you can, da- but you can download it here, apparently. I, okay, I heard, okay. I heard, which is quite cool. Okay, I know that the um, fuck uh, the virtual console—that's the word I was looking for. Yep. Um, the virtual console um, stuff is not going. Yeah, by, that's like, not straight, right, away. straight away. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if Virtual Console, if you if you have like a account, a Nintendo account on like a Wii or a Wii U. No! I assume no. they're not going to be nice and... You own the virtual version of this game, therefore you own it on this console too. Uh, no, uh, Nintendo... It's a games company. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo want you to buy uh, Mario Brothers and Metroid like on every single console you own. On Castlevania. Yeah, that's not, that's not their game, though. That's, I know, but like um, we bought that, and Konami. it's like, well, that's kind of... Uh, I know it's Konami, but it's like, yeah, we bought that off the Virtual Console now, and uh, hopefully the Wii won't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can transfer, I believe, to the Wii U on an SD oh, card. Oh, goody, let me just do that. Because, you know, who the fuck do you know owns a Wii U? Uh, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fucking crawl to the end of the earth finding someone else the fucking Wii U. But yeah, I know, I know you could transfer some games to the Wii U from the original Wii, but I don't know if it's possible to transfer them from the Wii U to the Switch. Mm. I have no earthly idea. I would think not, but I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's so weird how it's like it's out in like a few days. Like as a point of recording, it's out in like a few days. Yeah, and like review, reviewers and people have got their one already. Yeah, like, and it's just like the. F- it's like that snuck up. Yeah. It re- honestly, the Switch doesn't feel like it's a real thing that's go- that's happening at all. You mean unlike the Wii U? Well, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here and every now and again just go, "Hey guys, remember the Wii U and how bad it was and how bad the marketing was for yeah. it?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't. I I don't know what it is about it, but maybe it's to do with the way it's like the way it sort of was announced relatively close to its release, and I'm just used to consoles being announced. And revealed so much earlier, but it just doesn't feel like the Wii U is a real thing in the world yet that you can that in a week you'll be able to buy. It's, like, yeah, it's it just doesn't strange. feel real at all. Mm. It's bizarre. Can we get on that Ice Cube action. Um, well, there was a few other games as well. There was um, I can't remember. You'll know, Matt. The um, developers of Little Inferno and uh, their new one, Human Resource Machine. Uh, the the developers called Human Resource Machine. Oh, is it? Um, oh, Human. Oh fuck! Uh, oh no, it's Tomorrow Corporation. That's it. Okay, that's what they're called. They're called Tomorrow Corporation. Well, they are aiming to get those two. And are they? They're releasing World of Goo, or there's some connection to World of Goo as well. 
Uh, well, um, there's uh, the guy, um, Kyle Gabler, who does the art and composing of those games. He worked on World of Goo, which okay. is why it sounds like them and looks like them. Okay, well, those three are, in theory, going to be there on launch day as well. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, I know yeah. it's not necessarily reasoned by the console if you already have those games on PC. But I, for instance, don't own any of those on PC. So it makes... I, don't, I know I don't need to get a Switch to play them, but it makes it a bit more... You know, I've got a bit more options on it if I did get one. Yeah, well, I can I can say um, that World of Goo and Little Inferno are both very good. Yeah, I see. I saw I, really good things about Little Inferno, especially. I watched a playthrough of it, and yeah, it looks excellent. There, Little Inferno is one of those games that uh, may one day get a full blown review, like on the channel. Because okay. I got like halfway through writing a review of that. Oh, cool. Um, and then what normally happens is I run out of steam. <laughs> And writing. I need to burn some more things. I need to burn things more, so that I can keep the steam up. More, I, was going, I was about to make a steam kit. I was like, more to the point, you don't run out of steam. You just find all the things on steam. Just, well, <laughs> but why should why write a review of a game you like when you can play Captain Scarlet for the PS2? That's a very... You know, yeah. everyone was sitting there wondering, what do they think about Captain Scarlet for the PS2? And I'm glad we finally answered those questions. There's just a tiny part of me that cannot... Cannot sit down and write positivity, it would seem. <laughs> yeah, like, this is quite a good game. Like, your brain just start twitching. And, like, ah. This game is mediocre at best. Oh, suddenly my hands are on fire with how fast I'm riding. You have no idea how true that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's cool. Those are those are coming out on it because. Uh, they're, they're the sort of games that I can imagine with the type of hardware and shit that is inside the Switch will probably translate fairly well. Yeah. So. How so many ice cool. cubes in the body of Isaac? Uh, no, but there is ice cubes in Little Inferno. Well, there we go. So, yeah. Put that HG Rumble to good use. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's the number one reason to buy a Switch, really. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, that and they're releasing like year old, years old games. Oh yeah, well, you, have you heard? Skyrim is on it. That new oh. hot game that all the kids are playing. Oh, you mean that game that's basically only really functional if you put about eight trillion fucking mods on it? That might be a thing. Yeah. Admittedly, I I played most of my playthrough of Skyrim was done with absolutely zero mods on it. So okay, um, because I'm an idiot like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was actually before. Come on, everyone knows Bethesda doesn't finish games, they'll leave it to the fan base to do it. Ooh, I pissed someone off! So you write that comment right there. Stop! <laughs> Honestly, I think a lot of people are... A lot of people do acknowledge that, even if they are fans of Bethesda's yeah, I mean, work. Like, I haven't got anything particularly against Bethesda, I just think that a lot of their game design is like... They need to try a lot harder. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think they they definitely. And get... I hate them. And I'll... <laughs> I say, so I reaction. <laughs> I have nothing against them, but they should all die. Okay, I never said that. I said most of them might know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving swiftly on. What else we got? Oh, this will be fun. I, actually, I want to get this off my chest because I'm. I was so fucking mad. I I had such ambivalence. Honestly, I was furious, but I was also super hyped. The day after we recorded our last podcast, Gen 2 of Pokemon Go was released. Yeah. I was so mad, but also so so psyched I went out at 2am and caught like a fucking spinnerack and like a bunch of other things. And oh, swine-ups. 
Oh, it was I, really I genuinely cool. hadn't seen that. I've not played Pokemon. I did play it a little bit when I first got here just to see what was around. Mm. And then I haven't been since, so I didn't see that. Yeah, no, no. It was like, oh, it was, yeah, literally a day after the last time we recorded. <laughs> so, like, two went two weeks ago on a Wednesday. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and it was, like, early hours of the morning. So, like, so we, like, I mean, we live in a small town. So, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the night, it's, it's not, you're not likely to see someone else wandering around. We go out and there's, like, there's a good handful of people out. <laughs> and we all know what we're doing. Like, all of us are like, mm, yeah. <laughs> But it was it was really fun. I, I popped a I popped a lucky egg and I went out and I caught all these new Pokemon that I had no idea what any of them were fucking called. I know that like that like the day after because I was like I just wanted a Marrow, which is like a circular blue mouse thing, and I just really liked them. And like I, I literally got in from shopping, like right, walking like uphill all the way home with shopping on my back. And I look at my phone, and it's like, there's a Marrow around the corner. I'm like, fuck. So I just immediately leave the house again. <laughs> and it, oh, it was so nostalgic for when, like, Pokemon Go was kind of first released. Nostalgic for midway through last year. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it feels like forever ago. Oh, it does. And, <laughs> it does. Yeah. But no, they've, they've added a bunch of stuff, and it's just like, this is this is actually cool. It was nice. It was It was nice wandering around in the middle of the night with my phone out. Again. <laughs> Actually, that sounds fucking insane now that I say it. Pokemon Go has made a lot of people make some very unsafe life choices. Mm, yes. I-, I saw someone in the, in the subreddit going, Guys, just as a reminder, keep fucking good hold of your phone and don't be a moron. Because yeah. like, he-, he was walking down the road looking for Pokemon and some, some guy on a bike just like drove like rode past and just yoinked his phone. <laughs> oh. I was like, Thanks to the phone, asshole, bye. And he was like, yeah, guys... Maybe watch for that. Yeah. Because that happens. Like, well, shit, yeah. It's like, I, I've been living in a small town for too long. Like, I, paying for shopping, I was like, I dropped something. So I put my card on the uh, on the counter and just dropped down and left it there. And I was like, fuck me. That is a really stupid thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people probably in line were just looking at me going, look at this dumb fuck. <laughs> like, we don't want to steal a card because, you know, that, it's a bit too easy, isn't it? <laughs> Kind of fucking cranky that day after we did the podcast. Was it the night actually? Well, it was technically the, the day after because it was like one a.m. Oh, okay, the next morning. So it's like, oh fuck off, <laughs> fuck you. Oh, there's also uh, there's also news on the Overwatch front. Ooh, why are you, why are you going to steal my topics like that? Why are you going to do that? That's my fucking game. <laughs> You steal my phone? Oh, fine. Okay, fine. Tell me all about FEO. Hey, I wasn't. I wasn't stealing the topic. I was merely doing the introduction. No, no it's fine. No, I don't. Well, care. I don't know fucking anything about it. Well, I do. I just, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's not really. I think Blizzard are trying to do another ARG. You remember the three Sombra ARGs that were crap? I, I assumed it was uh, that it wasn't three ARGs. It was one big crap one. I don't know this thing. We could discuss this until the end of time <laughs> and not figure out. Which version is right? But yeah, they've, they've been uh, they've been teasing. That they did a, a spotlight on Numbani, Numbani's gifted uh, youngster, Effie Oladell, who's like this this kick-ass little girl who's like massive, like she's like a savant with robotics, and she gets like I can't remember what it's called, but she's basically gotten a genius grant, like in canon, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm building something. Teehee, it's a secret, and everyone's like, the fuck are you building, Effie? The fuck are you doing back there, kiddo? And yeah, they're, they're kind of releasing, like, there was a thing that was released recently, which was, like, a checklist of hers, where she's like, oh, I need to get, like, a fusion core, and, like, basically, 
making out that the new hero for Overwatch is a is a uh, like a robot is an Omnic. So it's like, ooh, this will be interesting. And haven't they on the PTR? Um, they have the the room where attackers start in Numbani is like wrecked to shit. Yeah, the the uh, the starting area for attackers in Numbani is like um, it's like an airport lounge. Yeah, and there's just a fucking crater in the front of the wall just the, before you go to the doors. Uh, also, the uh, the payload on that it had doom uh, like the Doomfist gauntlet there. Yeah, yeah, it's not there anymore. Which is like, ooh, <laughs> I see. Uh, I quite like that. There's a little change. They, they've yeah. been really good for little things like that. I mean, oh, that and the. Also, they've got these the server browser that they're going to be doing where you can have custom games with just crazy mutators. Oh, that's cool. Where like in the custom games now you can um, you can change hero cooldown abilities and things like that and health. So you can create your own kind of custom game types. Because you know how they've been doing that with brawls? Yeah. They went, fuck it, let's make the community do it for us. Which I'm kind of not angry at, really. Yeah. And it also means you get, like, experience for just playing crazy weird maps. So you can have, like, a Saxton Hail mode. Like, remember TF2 had that for a while? Yeah. And things like that. And it's like, ooh, that's very interesting. I I somehow don't feel you'll be able to modify it quite as far as something like Saxton Hail mode. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. But I'm just saying that that is something that you can do. Uh, I saw one where... Trace, it was tracer only, and her abilities had like no cooldown. It was like <laughs> fireworks were going off. It was, it was like like a long exposure thing. It was so weird, just like just all these little lasers around. zipping around in the air. I was like, what the fuck am I looking? At? I, I did see some of that, and I think it was also, um, I think it was with Hanzo's with zero cooldown on his arrow. That's um, I can't remember what it's called. His scatter arrow. Oh, you mean the. Hanzo mains last well last and only resort really well yes <laughs> um, of just them firing those everywhere and just it just being a nightmare <laughs> yeah no you, I think you can like do things like make alt charges like ridiculously fast and change HP values and block out heroes block out certain abilities if you want it's like that sounds very interesting and I'm I haven't installed the PTR because I'm lazy that's a fair <laughs> point <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. But yeah, so I'm interested to see how that how that goes. I mean, they like they are claiming like at the point of recording that it might be today that it gets oh, updated. Okay. So I'm like, ooh, that, yeah, looking forward to what they do there. Yeah, and hopefully, they've learned from the the abysmal sombra ARG. Yeah, watch what what's going to happen is they'll update like today with something big. So it makes this entire discussion utterly redundant yeah. by the time this podcast goes out. Yeah, this is the problem. Like recording it so early. I'm so I'm just so, I'm sorry I can't edit this quicker. I'm just bad at things. It's, it's less than a week before it goes up. Mm, still, uh, it's pretty pretty grim, isn't it? <laughs> was either that or just or, or record it the day before and then just rush everything and just have nervous breakdowns left, right, and center. Yes, which I'm not really a fan of having. Yeah, I know. I've taken quite a controversial stance. A controversial here. stance of Ooh. not wanting to uh... to overload myself with horrifying stress. I yes. guess, but yeah. Oh, what else we got though? Because I think that's that's about it for uh, for Overwatch for now. Yeah, uh, there is the uh, the little thing that came up about Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, have you heard anything uh, anything about the Ooh, game? I s- oh, I saw. Um, what did I see? Yes, I read a news news article about this like yesterday, and I've completely forgotten what it was about. Um, was it perchance about how? 
the previous games had a partial oh, nudity yes. warning. Yes, and it's nudity. now it's now been upped to full yep. blown nudity. Oh, now we get to see yeah. the whole oh. of a boob and a winky. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And um, one of the like designs or something tweet, um, tweeted that it was like softcore space porn or something. <laughs> yeah, which, I did see that. <laughs> which, which wasn't that a joke? But I'm still yeah, supposed no, to be going. It's, oh, yeah, it's, 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 play, it's playing eyes. to all the various media things that called the original Mass Effects, you know, alien sex simulators and things. We'll, you know, we'll bang, okay? Yeah. It's fine. It makes a good headline for an article. Oh, it does. Like, <laughs> sex sells. People are going to go, softcore space pornography. Mm, let's have a look at that, shall we? But it's like Andromeda, like, I'm interested in it, especially because apparently I'm in it. What? Yes, there is a. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently there there is a character in it that has a uh, a similar haircut to yours, and a couple of people pointed it out to you. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, Snipe, like you look like Cora Harper," and I'm like, "The fuck, I do." <laughs> ah. And I'm seeing the like, "Hey, it's a softcore space porn," and I'm like, "Okay." And then the the preview image is like the 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 man rider kissing Cora, and I'm like, why... This mm, <laughs> is weird, because there's going to be SFM like porn of her, and it's just going to make me feel really strange. <laughs> look at all these, like, look at all these video game characters I'm apparently having sex with. Well, think, Tumblr's a weird place. <laughs> think about, think about my problem here. Okay. Of the, I, is that when I inevitably get round to playing Mass Effect Andromeda, I am probably going to be playing a, uh, I'll probably be playing a Femme Rider, because Femship was... I, I thought Femship it, was my favourite. Yeah, I preferred Femship. So, I, I am left with the, cho- with the choice of, do I make the... Ca- do I uh, get with the character who is, who is, you know, ostensibly a little like my wife? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then make her, and then possibly make her gay? <laughs> I don't know if you can, I don't know if, like, I, I don't know her orientation, I but... Because, like, because usually like, I'll never get with a human in Mass Effect, because why would I get with a human in Mass Effect when I can get with an alien? Yeah, there's blue boobies You want to go with something more interesting, but it looks like my wife, so I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> oh my god. I, am I... Am I completely non, like, preemptively guilting you into romancing Cora Harper because of my visual I resemblance? Am, I am culturally guilted. <laughs> god... Or okay. societally guilted is probably a more okay, term. Okay, okay, yeah, but like we both know you're going to go for the hot aliens because hey, I like there's a female Turian in there which are yeah, rad, yeah. and I really hope you can romance her. Oh, she's cool. amazing. Cool. But yeah, like having me, like well, someone who looks a lot like me in Mass Effect is going to be really strange, especially because like we have a couple of friends who are really fucking into Mass Effect. Yeah, like holy shit, they are into Mass Effect. That's going to make this really <laughs> weird because they're going to be like, hey. I romanced you. I'm like, oh, okay. In fairness, it's only it is only a very passing, a passing resemblance. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's still it's kind of like, um, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's still weird wise, to me though I because I don't look like anyone. <laughs> I look like me, and seeing someone else resembling me is just like. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that it's because other people have made the comment to you that yeah. it looks a little like yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm feeling a bit conscious about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, even if you can't see it, because it seems to happen a lot with me. Of Every now and again, someone will show up to the channel and go, oh, by the way, you look like this guy. Well, someone came out and was like, I can't remember. It was one of the Black Eyed Peas from the Twilight movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of those. One of those, one of those wankers. I can't remember. Like, And someone's like, hey, you look like this guy. And I'm like, I don't see it. Apart from the fact that he's... 
he's a white guy with like brown hair. That's that's pretty much like the only resemblances. Uh, the most recent one was that I was told that I look like Bron from Game of Thrones, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like he's super sexy older guy. Ooh, <laughs> he was a crooner in the nineties, <laughs> and he can really sing, and he's really good at acting. So you know what? Take it. That's he used amazing. to be in. Ooh, ooh. Was it London's Burning? I think. I don't know the, what that the, is. It, it, it was an old show about firefighters. Well, that makes sense. And uh, Robson and Jerome. You just came names from that? at me now. Who 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 were like a pop pop singers in the nineties? And he and the guy that plays Braun is one of those. Okay. Or possibly another set of crooners. I forget. I tried to. I tried to um, just cast out most of pop music in the nineties. <laughs> but yeah, Mass Effect. That's out on the twenty first of March. I believe so. Ooh, that's coming out really quickly. In my head, it was still like a year away. Yeah, me same. Too. I think maybe we're just getting massively old. I think <laughs> yeah. that may be a factor. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's like it looks interesting. I mean, I think the story setup's a bit daft. But I mean, look, do you want a Mass Effect game or not? So fucking whatever. Yeah. And um, Marjorie Tyrell and um, Renly Baratheon are both voice acting in it together, which is yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that you know people who tend to be good in TV shows end up quite often making awful voiceover actors. <laughs> Ignoring that part, it's, you know, yay, Game of Thrones people. Because, you know, Peter Dinklage did yeah, amazing so in well. Destiny. Oh. <laughs> See, like, this has been a massive, like, I get so angry about this, because I have a very knee-jerk kind of reaction. Because it's like, when they choose Hollywood actors or screen actors over actual voice actors yep. with voice acting experience, it drives me fucking nuts. It's like, okay, Peter Dinklage was fucking abysmal. Like, he's a really good actor. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he cannot voice act. He has proved that. Or maybe he, they just didn't pay him enough, or he was just, he was into a contract. Or maybe he was just, maybe he was, the, the person who was directing him was used to uh, directing voice actors, but not used to directing actors who may need different... This is the thing. We Different just don't things, know. You know. Bottom line, the end result was piss poor. Oh, yes. So, it just drives me nuts, because the games industry treats voice actors with such active fucking contempt, and those people are fucking fantastic. Mm. Though, the voice actors, especially in modern day gaming, can make or break a fucking game. It probably doesn't help that the public perception, and it's not entirely unwarranted, is that there's only about four voice actors. Yeah, because they're the only ones who continually get fucking hired. It's like, you do realise there are other very talented people who can do these roles. I'm nothing against, like, Tara Strong and... Nolan North. Nolan North and what was the other fucking guy? I don't know. His, his name has literally just fallen out of my head. And, you know, I, 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 I am forced to think about him He's nearly every day. He's everywhere and I can't remember <laughs> his fucking name. It's the one who's not Nolan North. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> Fuck it, I can't remember. There are so many more fucking voice actors out there that are... This fucking... Oh my god, this yeah. nepotistic bullshit. Let's only hire three people. Troy Baker. Troy Baker, that's the that's one. That's the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know why I couldn't think about that. Yeah. It just, it, it really does. It it really, really cheeses my onions. Oh, it okay. does. Uh, actually, on that note... Speaking of onion cheesing... Um, there There is an interesting thing, which I don't know if you've really followed anything of this, Matt. Onion cheesing. Onion yeah. cheesing, yes. We're, you know, like the cheese and onion? Well, we're talking about the process in which what? the onion gets cheesed. Or the cheese gets onioned. Okay, that's getting very advanced. I'm introducing him to the concept here. Okay. We're going to leave that. That's advanced I, I, onion cheesing. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? 
Yeah. We'll, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. Um, the uh, the lawsuit that was called between Jim Sterling and Digital Homicide has finally been thrown out of court. If you know anything about Ooh. that. Yeah, you spoke about this a while ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, so if you're not, if people aren't aware, and I'm sure they will be by now because it's all over. It's been all over the internet. Um, but a a developer by the name of Digital Homicide who made some shit games. Asset flips, just pieces of shit. Standard yeah. green light garbage. Yeah, uh, and then kicked up a huge stink when um, Jim Sterling covered them on his YouTube channel and started a back and forth that in- eventually led to a lawsuit that they filed against him for $10 million for damages to their reputation per, like, um, I think it was like a weird variant of assault. Mm. Um, and um, slant, uh, libel. Um, and this has been going on for, like, oh, well over a year. And eventually, at the s- towards the start of this year, after much back and forth legally, because the the guys of Digital Homicide, well, the guy is James Ramin. James his name Ramin, is. Yeah. Um, do, he's been representing himself and he had to learn how to do a law, <laughs> uh, which was actually one of the things included in the lawsuit was to recompense him for having to learn how to file a lawsuit. <laughs> but by that logic, you could literally sue anyone on the grounds, on the grounds that they have to pay you for learning how to be a lawyer in order so that you could sue them. <laughs> You used a big word I didn't understand. I'm suing you for the time I lost Googling it. I'm suing you for the price of one dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, so because it was in the actual lawsuit, I I have read through it. There's a a fantastic video. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but uh, there's a YouTuber called Leonard French who's a lawyer. And he, he goes through that. Yeah, yeah, the, does, uh, he does the, good stuff on that. Yeah, he does some good stuff that end. I definitely recommend that guy's video on it. Very, very good. Um, yeah, and it's it's not written professionally or with any degree of competency. Um, so he kept having to put in amendments. And towards the start of this year, the judge basically threw him a bone by saying, look, this, this lawsuit is bullshit. Um, you've either got to go and get a real lawyer and carry on the lawsuit as is or if you want to do it yourself then you have to change it from being the company to being you personally because you cannot represent a company without a lawyer hmm. okay um he tried to do that uh, to change it to be just about him um, and it was equally incomprehensible find replace yeah a lot of find replace stuff <laughs> um alleging all manner of manner of bollocks um also, completely dismissing a lot of his own accusations. Like mm. uh, Jim Sterling did a uh, like a thirty-eight minute video on it because you know, now that's been dropped, he's allowed to talk about it and yeah. be very open about it. He stands there and he reads like half of it, half of it, over half of it, which is just printed evidence. Yeah, which is not something you really put in a lawsuit. Yeah, you don't need that you yet. You don't need that yet. <laughs> but no lawyer, no problem. <laughs> so, and the, there's this like sentence where he's like. Oh, uh, massive loss of earnings because he's, uh, he's, for argument's sake, he's, he's directed people to, uh, like, go and attack my, my games, which probably didn't do it. But anyway, yeah. like, there's, there's kind of weird contradictions in it. I well, can't remember you, any verbatim. Well, it, it's, uh, it, it's less contradictions and more that he has to admit that they are, that in his opinion, it's probable that these things could have happened. Hmm. It's just, 
It's a fucking mess. Which, yeah, you can't, you can't sue someone on the basis of they probably did this. <laughs> I'm, I'm suing Drummer Matt because he probably made it so I had to study law for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you laughing about? I'm taking you to fucking court. <laughs> but <laughs> for if, like $15 million. <laughs> but uh, uh, it kind of came to a head where um, Sterling's lawyer apparently spoke to him for some time, uh, for some time and came to the conclusion and uh, seemingly came to the conclusion that this wasn't going to go anywhere and the best thing to do was to move to have it dismissed and it is dismissed with prejudice which means that uh, he can not just refile a similar lawsuit <laughs> for the same thing like he's actually um like banned from doing so um, I'd like to file a suit against Jim Sterling because my company, Bligital Blomicide, <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, with that guy, could you even, like, I, I could not put it past no, that guy. No, no. Um, because, I mean, he's, he's ultimately tanked his company um, by kicking up a fuss he's, you know, it's the same person that sued, tried to get Valve to give him the names of however many. It was like over 100 Steam users. Yeah, hundreds, over 100 Steam users. So that he could sue them. Yeah, because they were giving his games negative reviews. You know, the and, games that were shit. Yeah, and ju- just to be clear, his games were lazy shit. Oh, fucking <laughs> dreadful, barely working asset flip garbage. Seriously. Yeah, if you don't know, just a quick Google search will tell yeah. you more than enough. And, uh... So yeah, he's and because of him trying to uh, trying to get those names and trying to strong arm Valve, Valve kicked him off the service. So <laughs> as is their right as a private fucking company. So which I'm surprised he didn't try and sue Valve. I think did they? Yeah. Did they? Uh, Valve won't I let think... me sell my shit. I'm going to sue them because I had to look up how to sell my things on Valve. <laughs> you know, fifteen I, million that... dollars. <laughs> fifteen million dollars. <laughs> this is a very expensive Google search. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah um so that that's finally uh finally ended so that's that's kind of positive for everyone yes. really i'm hoping that this is a massive fucking warning sign for like anyone any shitty indie dev who just takes buys asset packs from the unity store and just clambers them together and puts them on steam which oh. they won't be able to do much longer but like just put them anywhere where you can spend money. I hope this is a massive warning to them. Like, don't be pricks. Yeah, well, ultimately, it's just about... Sometimes people will not like the thing that you have produced. It's going to happen. You have to kind of take it on the chin. That's just that's just part of it. It's like... It, for, for example, it's like, yeah, it's not nice when people leave a shitty comment on, like, one of our YouTube videos saying that they that they don't like it or whatever... It's like, that's not nice, but that's just part of making things. It's okay, because I've, I've, I've emailed YouTube requesting the personal details of all the people <laughs> who've ever, ever left a negative comment, or just a strange comment on one of our videos, and we're going to sue them. Oh, that's fair. Fifteen million dollars! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be the best lawsuit. You're going to win bigly. You're going to win uh, bigly. <laughs> yeah, so is this related at all to why Steam are getting rid of Greenlight? I would say it's a massive catalyst to it, because... Greenlight has been such a massive problem from the beginning. It's yeah. just very. It's been a yeah. really nice idea that pricks have come yeah. in and ruined. I mean, because I mean, Gabe, they've been working on getting rid of it for a while. I think Gabe, Gabe said like years ago that it wasn't quite his words, but he basically said it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did an AMA like not long ago where like people were like, "You happy with Steam?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> he's like, "Wouldn't elaborate." He's like, "No, he's dumb." 
hate it. But yeah, green. I, I can't remember. They're, they're, it's going to be something where there's basically a higher bar of entry, in essence. Yeah, they, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's come. The new thing comes in around May. Mm, yeah, some sometime in spring. I heard. Um, but yeah, it's it's a replacement where it's um, more curated. Yep. Which is, let's face it, what Steam Greenlight needed from the fucking get go. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, fortunately, um, we have not played too many of the worst of of Greenlight's excesses, um, but we have played Game Gabe Newell Simulator, which got through on Greenlight, and that on its own is enough reason to close down Greenlight forever. Oh no, that sh- that should be it. Just. Yeah, why are you shutting down green light, Gabe Knoll Simulator? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, news aside, uh, what have you been doing uh, over the last two weeks, Snipe? Well, this might shock and horrify a good good portion of our listeners, seeing as we've been uh, coming up, doing this podcast coming up on a year now. Yes, I believe when this goes up, it will be two day in two days after that. The first podcast went up last year. March the 7th last year it was, yeah. So, nearly a year we've been podcasting, and I remember in the first episode, without drama mount, unfortunately, because we thought that we both could hold the conversation, we could fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to bring drama mount in, because, you know, he's our token normie. (laughs) I remember speaking about completing The Witcher, and starting up The Witch 2. I have finally completed The Witcher 2. It only Yay. took you a year. It, yay! I'm so good at video <laughs> games, you guys. It's the end of an era. Uh, an era of everyone on stream going, Hey, Snipe, when are you going to finish The Witcher 2? It, no, no, it is the dawning of a new era where everyone on stream is going, Hey, Snipe, when are you going to start The Witcher 3? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I am super psyched for The Witcher 3, but I, I, I steamrolled Witcher 2. Mm-hmm. And just powered through the end. So I need a break. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I need to like calm down and then psych myself up okay. for, for the amazing journey that will be The Witcher 3. Yes. So did you not enjoy 2? I honestly, I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as I did the first one. Right. But I, they did change a lot of things and I'm old and change scares me. Yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of like, uh, like they revamped like the, the fighting system and... And I mean, it looked gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like, like I don't know why the Witcher has always looked very nice to me. I got like I got past because there's there's a big segment in the middle where you spend a lot of time in a town called Vergen, which is like a dwarfing like settlement, and I hated that fucking town. And this is this is a this is going to sound really strange, but it, the town of Vergen is set up like a British town, where it makes no fucking sense <laughs> and there is no. <laughs> cohesion of where which path goes where and it's a fucking maze that is a fantastic design of a town to make it feel real but it's fuck awful map design and it drove me nuts it was all i fucking towards the very end because like there's there's a there's a big fight at the end just towards the end I I finally internalized it, and then it was like, "Well, you're going somewhere else now, dumb shit." And I'm like, "Oh, oh. fuck you!" <laughs> I just figured this out. I guess part of the problem there is that because you had been playing it in spurts over the course of an entire year, <laughs> is that you you basically had no hope to internalize the map of that area because you were playing it in these small bursts. I don't think I had a fucking like a snowball in hell's chance anyway, but that's just me. It's just yeah, it was it's. Reminds me of like an old British town yeah. where everything's kind of like backdoors and walking around and being crazy. But no, I'd like 
I will say towards the end of the Virgin segment, it started to grab me, which is that was like 20 odd hours in, which is pretty bad. (laughs) Honestly, it was just, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not bad. The the game is not bad. It's just compared to The Witcher 1, it's nowhere near as good. So, you know what I mean? It's like the Dark Souls 2 problem. Yeah, I mean, I've heard from a lot of people that The Witcher 2 its big problem is that its story is nowhere near as interesting as the first or third ones. Mm. So even though mechanically it's superior to the first one, and it graphically it looks it's a beautiful. lot better. It's, it still looks fucking gorgeous. Oh yes, still looks beautiful great. Beautiful looking game. Um, but despite that, because the story's a, a bit, a bit eh, you kind of just have to push through it. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. And... Like, it felt a lot more witchery towards the end. Like, um, like I say, end of Vergen segment, there was like, there was like one side quest I did, because I, I didn't really spend much time doing side quests, because I wanted to get the main one out of the way, because I wanted to get to the Witcher fucking throat. Yeah. It was that, uh, sack full of feathers. I think you saw, you saw the, uh, the ending to that one, where there's a man, um, near a quarry, who's like, you need to get me 60 harpy feathers, which, that takes a while. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a very high consistency of uh, of harpies in that area, but still, that takes a while. So I finally drag like a sack back to him, and he's like, "Thank you, I need six more." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this fucking guy!" <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Okay." So I go get six more. I bring them back, and he's like, mm, "I guess these will do for the buyer I'm selling them to." And he's like, "You can ask like." Mate, what are you doing with all these feathers? And he's like, "I don't ask my clients." What, why they want things, maybe you should learn it. I'm like, okay, fine. And then it's like, like the objective is kind of like, uh, go see him later. Which is, which is quite a common thing in The Witcher, which is, wait for events to unfold. So you kind of gotta wait yeah. a little while and then go back. I go back after forgetting about this. <sighs> Mild spoilers. If, <laughs> I walk in and this guy's in a fucking feather suit facing a mirror with like a fake beak on he's like oh yes oh you're the queen oh your your plumage is so silky he's just like stroking himself <laughs> i've stood there like oh my god what have i enabled I'm, that's the thing it's like he's obviously not hurting anyone yeah. i mean apart from all the monsters he had me kill but yeah. to be fair they were really bad monsters and very mean you killed a lot of people but in your defense they were, they were all, all bad. bad and they had beautiful plumage so he's just stood there stroking himself looking himself in the mirror just going you're such a pretty bird and then Geralt's like um and the guy turns around and he's like oh uh hello and then there's this awkward silence and you can there's like dialogue comes up it's like weather's been crazy so i was like oh it's been really, really warm lately, hasn't it? It's like, yes, it's very unusually warm for this time of year. It's usually uh, a little bit colder. And then this is silence. And then you're like, I like, and then you get a trophy for it. Um, trophies, you can, you can hang off your trophy belt and each of them has like, it's basically like a stat booster. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what his does. Uh, I think it might give you more armor. But what is it? It is it's his beak. <laughs> so he's got like a leather like cone that's orange that you just like you you uh with like a string around it. And I was like, it's gonna be hanging off my because uh, on Geralt's belt he's got like a trophy hook. 
which is where he puts his trophies. I was like, it's going to be hanging off there. No, he wears it. He wears it on his fuck. It's on his fucking face. <laughs> it's just like I really, I was, I fucking, I should have gone back and done cutscenes with it. That yes. would have been perfect. <laughs> like girl standing there going, yes, it's it's a terrible thing that's happened. The, the King Foltes has been a, like with a fucking beak on. That would be amazing. I didn't think of that because I literally I tried it on and I was like, that's stupid. I love it, and then took it off and never wore it again because it wasn't very good. <laughs> but yeah, they're like this moments like that where it's just silly so could you recommend the witcher 2 the game that took you a year to beat <laughs> not because i'm bad at games because i'm bad at completing games uh well a bit of both well yeah <laughs> don't tell anyone i'm pr- that's that's see that's the only reason i have a youtube channel is to show off how good at video games you are even though oh, that's yeah. something you never fucking say and yet people still think they're fucking clever for pointing it out when you suck at something or whatever <laughs> off the top of my head you know <laughs> i don't know if i could in all good conscience recommend it is it the sort of thing where for completionism's yeah. sake yeah go on for but... if you want to play through the witcher series you have to but also don't worry about it if you don't want to i can't say for definite because i haven't completed the third one i don't know how much from the second one ties mm-hmm. into the third one so for now i'll just say nah. If, if for completionism, go for it. Otherwise, it's all right. I yeah. mean, like, there are a couple of really cool characters in there. Like, uh, there's a character called Saskia. I think she's amazing. She, she's a really good character. Um, Geralt, of course, is always always a pleasure. Mm. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to moving on to the third one now. Yeah. And the DLCs. Oh, God, that's like a fucking 60-hour game. DLCs, like... Aside. So I can't wait till ne- next March when we can get your thoughts of finally completing Witcher 3. <laughs> oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, not if it's good and you're doing all the side quests, it'll be the March after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. really, honestly. <laughs> but no, I, I did really enjoy it. Well, no, I didn't really enjoy it. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I think that's just kind of like, I was just zoning out and thinking about like the final boss and was like, I enjoyed that part. But I, I, I won't spoil things. You've enjoyed things. having finished it, I guess. I've enjoyed finishing it. I'm glad that it's done yeah. now. And and I'll get to The Witcher 3, which is really streamlined, and they've probably perfected the, the, the red engine or whatever. It's, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's the red engine. Watch it. You'll play it, and you'll fucking hate The Witcher 3 now. Yeah, if that happens, I'm just going to throw myself in front of a train. <laughs> That's pref- it. My life is fucking forfeit. <laughs> there is no point in living. Sorry. I go th- and re- go and remarry Cora Harper. It'll be fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> She'll look vaguely like me. It's okay. I think that's about it. Now here's a dangerous question, Wib. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I have been up to a couple of things actually. I uh, I've been playing a fair bit of For Honor. Oh, we played. It. We did that for a video. We did. Yes. Oh um, yes. 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 The Viking slash samurai slash knight game. Uh, yeah. That in- it's a weird concept when you think about it because it feels. Oh, when you think about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 bizarre because that sort of premise of a, a predominantly multiplayer game that it, that you just have these various factions from history fighting each other is such like an indie Steam game thing. But this has got like a full AAA budget and everything. And they didn't just do that. They came up with, like, a proper story to it. Like, it has a full campaign. Well, I say full. It's not actually very long. But it has this this campaign full of 
uh, full of, um, oh, I say full, it's, um, how many missions are there? There's six, so there's 18 missions uh, that you go through um, for the single player. And it's nowhere near as crap as it could have been. Okay. But it's also nowhere near as good as it could have been either. I really hope we get mega famous so Ubisoft contact us for the like and go, could we use your quote for the front of our, our boxed release? <laughs> nowhere near as crap as it could have been, hyphen with. <laughs> that would be perfect. But yeah, so I'm, I won't say, I'll, um, all I'll say about the multiplayer because I haven't played much of it. I've played um, enough. <laughs> you played one game and that was enough. That was too fucking much. Um, is that it can be a little bit impenetrable. Ah. That's that's some that's some nice words you're using there. And um, because you uh, playing it like a week after launch, everyone that I was playing against seemed to really get the mechanics, and I'm still a little hazy on them. So yeah, and that's not helped by the fact that matchmaking is utter garbage because there's no dedicated servers. It's um, it's just yeah. So it's it's just whoever's hosting. And when it does do matchmaking, I'll just gi- I'll just give you a hypothetical here that totally didn't actually happen, um, except it did. So if you're joining a server and it's an eight-player server, four people aside, and it finds six people, what would you think is the sensible way to distribute the players? Bearing in mind it can fill in spare parts, spare people with bots. Ah, see, there's your first mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, ge- I'm guessing from what you're saying, they didn't do that. <laughs> no, um, it, you will end up in situations where it'll have four players on one side and then two on the other side with two bots. Yeah. And that goes about as well as you'd think. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. It could, it could have had, like, you know, four players on one side, one player on the other side, one player being, like, a spectator for some reason, and three bots. So, I mean, like the game in general, it could have been shitter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, the core, me- the core mechanics are really quite cool. I think I'm I'm not very good at it, which is a problem <laughs> because uh, what you do, the the kind of core mechanics of it is, it does control a little bit like a Souls game, as in you have stamina, and it's more about slow paced fighting, encountering people's yeah. things. Um, but bas- basically, there are there's like up, left, and right that you hold with your right stick that says where you're blocking or where you can attack. And obviously, if you attack a place that, that the enemy is blocking, because you can see where they're blocking and where they're attacking from. And it's about like countering that. You know, the, the, if they're attacking you from up top, you go you can go to the left to to attack them. You know, that that sort of thing, kind of rock paper scissory type thing. It's it's in it's an interesting thing. Although what tends to happen with me is that I my brain shuts off when once I get into a fight and often forgets to use the directional thing and I start playing Dark Souls for a while. That that was my biggest problem, like starting it up. And that is entirely a me problem. That's not a problem with the game. It's just I, I have real problem paying attention to that extra mechanic. But it is quite fun, and going through the single player where you can get away with not being particularly good at the game is is in is interesting because to to not kind of go into too deep spoilers here, but what happens is you play through the six missions as a knight, well as, as the knights, then six missions as the Vikings, then six missions as the samurai, and progressively you go through a story where you find out 
kind of there is there is an over overarching villain to everyone and you 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 know you you go through and, and try and fight that that enemy um now for the most part a, a lot of the the maps are fairly unique they're not just something that's used in the multiplayer although parts of them are so it's not just like oh this this quest is literally just a multiplayer game but with bots some of them are nearly that, but they do do more. Like there'll be a boss at the end, or it'll be structured with a narrative to get you through it. So even when they do the minimum required for a single player, they still kind of do more than a lot of games in that position would. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, no, I, I'm left feeling uh, if it wasn't so short um, and it didn't have some quite dodgy moments of um, odd checkpointing or ludicrous difficulty out of nowhere. Then I, I, I kind of like the story mode, even if it's a little short and has those flaws. But there is one thing that is absolutely amazing about it. Um, one thing that is astounding, and everyone should know about it. Okay. When you are playing as the Vikings, you fight a guy called Tenzin. Okay. Now you initially fight him, and he makes like three duplicates of himself, and you have to fight the three off at once. And it's actually He's doing the old like kung fu movie thing. Yeah, it's actually fucking annoying because the the game engine really doesn't feel built to take on like that many people at once. Um, but you can back away and they'll back away and you can heal up. So you can kind of just whittle them down over time. The second uh, phase of that fight is you fight him on his own. Now, for some reason, they chose to only give him one line of dialogue once you get into the fight. He says, you are a raider. Legendary. What? Yeah, your, your character doesn't actually have a name. He's just called Raider. Okay. And he is a raider. It's not a clever name. Is he legendary? Apparently. Oh. Now, because he only has this one line, he says it maybe once every five seconds. <laughs> so, even though... So, all I ha- the only memory I have of that fight is, You are a raider. Legendary. You are a raider. Legendary. You are a raider. Legendary. <laughs> this is like to the point that I've been online. Like I was, I was checking to see if that was a bug and like it, he just not like his other dialogue hadn't uh, generated properly. And all I found was several forum posts of people just saying you are a raider, <laughs> legendary, over and over and over and over and uh, over again. The internet being stereotypically very useful, which would be usually followed up by someone repeating the phrase "I must defeat you" because in the next phase of the fight, that's all he fucking says. <laughs> Is it the same kind of like five seven? Yeah. I must defeat you. Yeah, I must defeat you. Well, uh, okay. sometimes for extra credit, followed up by another boss in the Viking campaign. Who is a uh, a, a uh, female berserker called Siv, and okay. she keeps screaming Raider, <laughs> Raider. But it's not the same voice line. She does just in the cutscenes just repeatedly shout your character's name over and over again for no reason. <laughs> so it's writing perhaps a little limited. I kind of like that about it, though. <laughs> um, there's also a boss fight against a, a Viking with a bunch of wolves that should be the coolest thing in the world, but it's really fucking annoying. Well, you've already said that like a boss popping ads seems like it's very contrary to the way the uh, game engine works anyway. Yeah, and they just kind of just harass you. And once you know, realise what you've got to do, which is that you dodge them and then hit them afterwards... You're going to hit his face. Um then it's it's easy enough, but it's just kind of annoying. I think that that's the problem with a lot of the boss fights and things is that they don't they don't feel challenging so much as annoying and very easily cheesed. 
So yeah, everything about this game points to it being. Yeah, a, I know, like, I know, but it is. A, I mean, that's that's the big, the biggest problem with the game really is that it's really fucking expensive with a it's season pass. Not much content, really. is Yeah, it? for not that much but content. That's, that's fucking Ubisoft, for all I yeah, know. yeah, so, and, oh, and the multi. Okay, that explains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> there you go. Now you now you've joined us. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's got a bit of a mixed reception. I think it is mixed on Steam, and I do understand that. No, it's it's it is a lot of money for really not that much. Yeah, um, I think it depends. You know, it depends on like I enjoyed the campaign despite its flaws. Or more accurately, I wanted to beat it, which is not something that, <laughs> that with the amount of games that um, we play for like the channel and stuff, actually go finishing a campaign in a game that we play for the channel is is actually a an exception rather than a rule. Mm. So the fact that I did that does say something good about it, because I know a lot of people really hate the single player because they feel it's really tacked on, and it's like, yeah, but... If you crap at the multiplayer, but you like the mechanics, it's actually quite a cool thing. And the fact that they've come up with this whole story for this stupid premise, I I, I have to give credit to that. I mean, the thing is, I just expected it to be, wouldn't it be cool if fucking samurai and and knights fought each other? And then there's a fucking story, I'm like, you know what, okay, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, one thing that is interesting is that the setting is... I mean, it does appear to be Earth, because they explicitly state the samurai as being Japanese. But for some reason, these three groups are the only ones left after this huge cataclysm that, like, wrecked the world. Okay. And they've been fighting for literally a thousand years. That sounds like a long ass. I don't know yeah. if I could be fucking arsed. And there's kind of two, there's two ways you can kind of approach that to kind of have an opinion about it. Well, there's m- many more than that, but I'm boiling it down to two ways because um, it's easier for me. That's fair. <laughs> Which is that to, is to look at it and go, well, that does neatly explain the anachronisms in it, like the Vikings having actual horned helmets, or they're so, little horns, yeah, or or still, yeah, or fighting styles and weapons not being period specific because they're not period specific. It's set a thousand years later, and so that does neatly like shift away from it having to have its historical accuracy, which I think is a good idea. However, the fact it's a thousand years does lead me to the other thought, which is doesn't mankind tend to actually develop itself way faster when it's fighting all the time? Yeah, wars are like, that's where we get all of our cool technology. Yeah, so so why are they at exactly the same level of tech a thousand years later? It's not 40k. Which, yeah, that's a bit weird. I am left with an interesting thing when it comes to For Honor. I don't know if I can... Rec- I, I can't recommend it. It's too expensive. Because, mostly because of its price. If it was cheaper... And the title was spelled correctly. Well, yeah, that's, that's another massive problem. <laughs> um, but if it was cheaper, I th- and you, you were sort of fine with that you were only going to get maybe five, six hours out of the campaign and then... Or, or play about that much of multiplayer... And that maybe it will take you five or six hours to get a multiplayer game, according well, to yeah. some people's reports. Mm. But yeah, if you're okay with it, with that amount of like enjoyment from it, then once it comes down to the price that you are you are happy with that, then it'd be worth it. If you know what I mean. Mm. I know that's a very vague kind of way of putting it. I hey, if you want it, buy it. If you don't. Don't, but yeah. also it's expensive, so maybe don't buy it just yet. Yeah, if it was like a tenner, then I'd say, yeah, sure, go ahead. I think a tenner would be a very reasonable price for it, considering how little like stuff there's there. Yeah, but that's um, just me. 
I mean, maybe if they sort out some of the the issues with the the multiplayer, um, and, and again, the thing with the multiplayer game is, if you are super into the multiplayer, then you'll totally get your money's worth. But if you're not like me, then it's a bit much. Well, I mean, like it could even very well be like because it, it uses a very similar kind of uh, like multiplayer thing to Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. And Rainbow Six Siege is barely unrecognisable from when it was released now. Mm. Loads more characters, loads more stuff in there. A lot more stable and isn't shit, I think. Yeah, so hopefully... They'll... So hopefully they'll do the same kind of thing. Yeah, except it also has a twenty uh, a £20 um, season pass, so most of that stuff um, are, we probably won't see. Honestly, <sighs> don't buy season passes, please, because it opens the doors to way more scummier, money-grabbing... Half-assed, not doing good for games, but doing better for fucking produ- like production companies. Fucking what are they called? Publishers. Publishers, and like people like EA. That's lining their pockets. So yeah. maybe true that. Maybe don't do that. Like yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do, but I'm just going to say there's a lot of fucking bullshit that people let the games industry get away with. And maybe they shouldn't. And season passes are fucking one of those things. Also, don't pre-order. Don't also don't pre-order. Because <laughs> it, it just help means you. that they can keep fucking you over. And No Man's Sky and fucking Aliens, Colonial Marines, is will always be a fucking thing because people allow it. Yeah. And I'm not being all like caveat emptor and be like, oh, it's the fucking consumer's problem. But let's face it, we are all consumers when it comes to video games. People listen to this. I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you weren't a video gamer or knew didn't know what video games were. It would be strange. Yeah. We're all consumers. We all have a part of this. Vote with your money, because that's the only fucking thing they care about. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the devs. It's the fucking publishers. And that very serious note (laughs) of me getting super fucking mad and serious and angry, I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift over to you. Okay. I have one final thing to talk about um, after after going uh, talking about For Honor, which is a... uh, a conclusion, I guess, and a follow-up to something I spoke about last time, which is I talked about the sci-fi series Lex that I started watching. I have finished it now. Okay. All four seasons, did you say there was? Four seasons, yes. And there's not about, been doing much else. Uh, there's about 60 episodes in total. Yeah. So. Okay. So as far as these things go, it's not the longest, but there is a fair amount all there. the hour and a half episodes? No, only the first series. It's like the rest of them are like 45 minutes. Okay. Just like a standard yeah. American series. So what I'm going to I'm going to preface what I'm about to say, um, saying that in order to talk about this, um, I am going to have to spoil a lot about Lex. So if you are going to watch it or you want to watch it, because I know a couple of people mentioned that they they um, have started watching Lex, um, whether it was because of me talking about it or they just happened to, for whatever reason, at the same time, want to watch it at the same time as me. Um, I'm going to spoil shit, so if you don't want to hear it, you can stop now. We're not going to talk about anything else after this. This is the point of no return. <laughs> can I... I, I can't. I, what if I want, don't want spoilers? Oh, no, you're <laughs> fucked. You're staying here, man. <laughs> no, I'm getting... To, okay, fine. Okay, if, if what you do, say if we talk for another half an hour... Uh, if what you can do for me is basically mute Skype and just kind of walk around with with Skype on your phone so you can't hear us and just go, mm-hmm, really? And just do that for another half an hour and okay, record right, that. Yeah. Okay? If if you don't mind doing Sold. that, that'd be great. Okay. But what, what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to, like, spoil the big ending. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to spoil that. I'll, I'll just, it'll just be some things like the end of seasons. 
Um, so last turn, last last time to turn back. Yeah, <laughs> last so, chance to turn back. So. Um, the series Lex is based around a small group of ragtag people who roam around, end up dicking around the universe. Being massively horny. Uh, being horny and blowing planets up. Yeah. That's not actually inaccurate in any way. Yeah. Now, the first season was uh, mostly about setting up the universe and was four episodes that were an hour and a half long. The second series is, I think, 24, maybe, um, around that, that sort of number. Um, episodes that were 45 minutes and they were mostly kind of a, a planet of the week, monster of the week, whatever you want to call it, like, like type of show where for the most, there was like a, an overarching thing that was happening in the background, uh, that started, that they set up at the start and it kind of gets re- resoluted at the end. Um, and I'm going to give away, um, some of what happens there. Because you need to know the heights of ridiculousness that Series 2 gets to to understand why Series 3 was kind of a disappointment. At the end of, se- of Season 2, you, dis- you discover that most of the universe is not there anymore. Not... what? Okay. Because what's been happening is there is a, a guy who has these robot arms... They, these robot arms can replicate themselves by using other matter. They're kind of like um, they're like nanobots, but less nano. Nano machines, <laughs> micro machines. They're not micro machines, no. They're, they're, they're just they're like they're like human arms, but with like a, a weird hover thing on top of them. Yeah. And they use, I like micro machines better. They can use um, in organic and inorganic matter to create multiples of them, more versions of themselves, and they've been eating whole planets. And whole universe and whole and like solar systems and galaxies, until you find out that most of the galaxy, most of the universe is gone, and it has been replaced nearly entirely by these arms. <laughs> and at the uh, at the end, uh, Lex goes. Uh, you know, the crew of the Lex go after uh, go after them, and they end up pissing them off so much that so many of these arms come to the same point in the in the universe. That the majority of the mass of the universe is centralized around one point, so causes the entire universe to collapse upon itself. That's okay. Um, that doesn't get stopped. Oh, they just get sucked into the dark universe because they they are because there's like the light universe and the dark zone. Um, like the mirror universe where everyone has goatees. Kind of. Um, like the light universe, which is like 40k levels of grimdark, cool. is said to be the better place. <laughs> okay. And that's the one that everybody in it is dead. Everybody. Okay, so I'm just going to quick quick aside here. So these arms eat everything and yeah. consume everything. Yeah. Just every, yeah, okay. Why... Um, because... What is the ultimate goal? Is it, oh yeah, you know, it would be fucking, like, rad as hell if if all my arms covered every bit of the known universe. There is a... There right. is there, oh, just something I think There is, cool. is a theological reason, but that's one of the things I won't give away. Okay, because that sounds really stupid. And I, I... Other than, I think it would have been cool character kind of motivate i can't imagine no what there, the, uh... there is a legit there is a legit reason i'm, I'm just saying that i can't foresee <laughs> i'm just sitting there going 
I just want my arms over yeah. the planet. It is it is a bit of a just want to watch the world burn type thing. But well, it, obviously, but I it just makes... want the world covered in my fucking arms. Yeah, but, apparently, but it makes sense. But anyway, I'm going to dwell on that. I, I just can't get. Okay, over the let's arms. move on. Let's move. I think you're getting hung up on this very small detail. I can't let that go. Considering what's going to come in a moment, that's not an important detail to have. Arms. Up on. Everywhere. Okay, so the they un- devour the universe. So the universe. How do they do that? Their arms. Okay, the universe is destroyed. Okay, uh-huh. and the crew of the Lex and the Lex itself gets sucked into the dark universe by the singularity created by the universe eating itself, because just collapsing of the arms. upon itself. Because the, the universe yeah. was like, dude, this is stupid. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just gonna fucking collapse in upon myself, and you know you're so dumb. Okay, well let's move on from. I this. assume all of the crew of the Lex enjoyed being sucked into anything. <laughs> we're okay with probably. it. <laughs> so uh, they end up on this. Uh, they uh, they end up in basically an area of space where there's nothing, and so they have they go into um, cryogenic stasis while the Lex drifts because the Lex is hungry because the Lex needs to eat. Well, there's plenty matter. of fucking arms, but apparently they're not good enough to eat. Well, they're all gone. So well, yeah, because it couldn't be bothered. And it's fucking, I wasn't hungry then. Okay, let's let's move on from the arms. <laughs> Why is that a sentence you've had to say? <laughs> so, Lex is fucking insane. So they end up drifting for like two thousand years. Okay, um, because yeah, the Lex can't travel at proper speed because it's hungry, and so yeah. it, the Lex has gone to sleep as well. And they end up in the orbit of these two planets that are just, like, in a weird orbit where they're, like, so close to each other that you can actually travel between their atmospheres to get between the two of them. Okay. And they, and they are called Fire and Water. They're not clever names. One of them is literally a desert planet. It's basically Arrakis from is, fucking Dune books. Is that water? Because that would be funny. <laughs> no, that, oh. is, that is fire. And there's another one that's covered entirely in water, but with floating cities called water. Atlantis. Um, now... The entire series, uh, the that entire third season is based not around bumming around the entire universe, which the previous season had been. It was just centred around them trying to get the Lex fed and to get away from these two planets because the Lex is just stuck in orbit of these two planets. Because he's sleepy and hungry, he can't yeah. do anything. Okay. Um, and it's only 13 episodes long, so it's like half the length or, you know, like the other, of uh, season two and four. So it's not it's not hugely long, but like you could remove entire episodes from it and they wouldn't matter because what happens is they go down to the, like one of them will go down to the planet, they'll end up in trouble where like their shuttle, the little moth things that are like living shuttles they've got that look like insects, unsurprisingly considering Lex is a giant insect, um, and their moth will get stolen. And then they get stuck on the ground, and then another one. And then the other people on the Lex have to come down to try and save them. And then they get split up, and then some shenanigans happen, and then they get back together. Are you laughing at the term of the moth gets stolen? Imagine <laughs> 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 like the cast of fucking. Lex is coming and go, Oi, you, that's my fucking moth. <laughs> that, like, just that, floating around like a fucking light bulb, like, it's my fucking moth now. <laughs> they do literally make a joke about the moths being attracted to light. <laughs> like a moth. Just imagine, like, literally someone walking into your house and just catching a moth around your light and being like, Fuck you, this is mine. And, like, can, you have to file a police report. <laughs> Hello, police? What is your emergency? 
emergency. Someone stole my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, but... I gotta save my mom before the arms get in. Don't let the arms get my moth, officer. They're eating everything. You know, I could have, in the time that you have been, you have been overanalyzing the use of the word moth and the arms, I could have given you a complete rundown of the entire four season run. <laughs> Moths and fucking arms, what the hell are you watching? Oh my god, I'm okay. Okay, okay. I am going, I'm going to move on. Keep your giggles to yourself. I'm trying. So, they end up just basically stuck on the planet for a variety of stupid reasons, and they get split up, have to go back to the ship, and then something stupid will happen that means they have to come back down. And this just keeps going on and on and on throughout the season. And the only interesting kind of parts is that you you kind of gradually find out that no one on the planet is born. They just kind of appear. They just kind of wake up one day, and that's where they are. And... Many of them are people that you've encountered in the previous stories, like the same actors, and they acknowledge them as being being the same people. It's like they've been reborn in this other world, in the, re- like the dark re- universe, into existence. Yeah. Hmm. So there's there's like minor characters that you've seen throughout the previous season, like pop up here and there. Hmm. Um, what you eventually find out is that fire and water. Is basically heaven and hell. Like they're literally heaven and hell. That's where that people are being reborn on this once they've died, and they will keep being reborn when they die. And if you're bad, you go to fire, and if you're good, you go to water because that ones a paradise, ones what are ones a dystopia, and both of them are, you know, both of them are warring with each other. But you can freely travel between the two. Yeah, you so can. you're like, you know, I don't, I'm not really a fan of hell. Let's go and hang out in heaven for a while, and that's okay. Yeah, unless but, people steal your but, they, but they the two factions hate each other. So, okay, so they will kill each other on sight. Okay. I guess that's fair. So you find that out, and you're like, okay, and it, it does leave some really interesting things. Where the like the last couple of episodes of season three are really good. The previous eleven are fucking dog shit. <laughs> but you kind of need to have watched them to have the full like understanding of what's going you on. You didn't know that when you were watching them. What got you through them? Uh, because I'm a masochist and yeah, will watch... Once I've got so far through a sci-fi, I will watch the whole fucking thing. Yeah, Matt, you are yeah. talking to someone who, like, rage-completed Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yes. And Aliens Colonial Marines. Yes. Yeah, so this is not a healthy psyche we're <laughs> No, it's not, with. no. Um, and so the interesting part there is that once you find out they are heaven and hell and you, you have some very interesting character moments where characters are, are forced to acknowledge their own morality and how shady, how shady it's been throughout the previous episodes, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, they then uh, end up with the planet Fire getting blown up by Lex. What? Followed by the planet Water. Uh- Meaning heaven and hell have been destroyed and as far as we are aware... There is no afterlife anymore. In Lex, they killed the afterlife. <laughs> That's how bleak this this series gets. Okay, uh, why why does like Lex just wakes up, goes 
eh, fuck hell, and blows it up. No, no, they blow up hell on, on purpose because everyone on hell is a dickhead. Well, okay. Um, and then water ends up getting blown up for other reasons. <laughs> because one of them decides to have sex with it or something. Probably. Oh my god, is that accurate? No, for a second that when you said it, I thought you meant Lex, and there is there is actually oh something that alludes to that. But that's somebody fucks <laughs> that's... a city-sized insect spaceship. Not someone, a dragonfly, an Earth so dragonfly. Because that's that's the big thing. You find out um, as it goes into the next season that fire and water are actually in our solar system. They're just the other side of the sun, so we've never seen them. So, okay, well, so okay. the afterlife yeah, don't, don't, everywhere is in our solar system. Yeah, and our our um, solar system is in the darkest part of the dark universe. Well, it feels like it right now, sure. So they then go to Earth after that, and no, don't try and think about how we would totally know if there were two extra planets of that of like Earth equivalent size in our solar yeah, system that because. Even that up. <laughs> yeah, because you can totally tell that from relativity and shit. It's, it's sci-fi. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is totally a thing we can, we can notice. But anyway, yeah. so they go to Earth, and then they proceed to spend 24 fucking episodes on Earth. Budget cuts. Yeah, Just wow. fucking around Earth. It, now, it is a kind of grim parody of Earth, so you know, the... Uh, the pr- the president who's elected um, is this um, okay? How can I put this? A wholly unqualified, sexed, crazed um, puppet. Okay, and uh, and about Lex, <laughs> and that's the dark universe, not our universe. <laughs> um, and ends up uh, and ends up um, blowing up many countries with nukes. Okay, Still uh, failing to see the parody. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we're not going to dwell on this. So uh, if you are angered by this, please don't don't bother commenting. Yeah, because but... we've got people who are really angry about things I said earlier that I can't even remember. So <laughs> you got to join the queue. Yeah, come on. But anyway, um, so this thing is like a whole thing based around Earth, and it you you know how like the in a lot of sci-fi's they'll have a go to Earth episode. Like there was an episode of a Star Trek Voyager where they went to like 1996 Los Angeles, and it's as awfully painfully 90s as you Roller can think skates of skates and high-waisted trousers and, and yeah things like um, city on the edge of forever one of the best episodes of star trek is going back to um like 1940s or 1930s um, america like you can do those those things well um this is not done so well because it it takes the show that already kind of often felt like it was an fmv game Due to the music feels like like nineties FMV game music, and it has a lot of really primitive CGI, and the type of humor in it is awfully kind of yeah nineties PC game kind of vibe. Suddenly, make it so the green screen is used in present day, and it really starts to feel like an like a cheap FMV game from the mid nineties. Um, and the problem is is. That they still try and maintain like some of the weird level of of humor, and some of and it, and it should work. Like I, I'm just going to tell you a couple of things that happen in the show, like a couple of premises of episodes, and you're going to think this these episodes are fucking amazing and totally fun to watch. They're not, by the way. So there is an episode where a mummy is awoken in Las Vegas. Well, I don't know where else you'd awaken a who mummy. goes on a killing spree of mobsters. While high off his tits on cocaine. 
That sounds like... You remember when, like, the X-Files had those episodes? Yes! Like, there was a really amazing one where, like... It was told in kind of retrospect where Mulder told his side of the story about like this town that had a vampire. Oh in yeah, it's a really good and episode. And then there was one where Scully was telling it from her perspective. Fantastic fucking episode, but it was a really strange, funny, silly episode. Yeah, um, but the, a lot of uh, Lex season four feels like a shit parody of those episodes of of the X Files. There's also an episode where they they find the King of the Fairies, who apparently meets with all the druids outside the Tate Modern. Oh, well, where yeah. else are they going to go? Yeah. Stonehenge is so old hat. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and he is the king of the fairies. It's not a joke. Um, he tries to marry Stan. Well, you know, no um, accounting for tastes. I mean, in- initially he tries to marry Zev, but eventually kind of marries Stan instead. Well, I mean, Stan's a horrible person. So. He is kind of a bad person. He's a very bad person. Um, so I they think ha- the go- goblin king. I-, I wish. I think the fairy king can do better. Uh Possibly, possibly. What about the, the, the robot head? 790. 790, what about him? Uh, he he gets rebooted, and instead of being in love with the love slave, he is now in love with Kai, the dead man. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, he, I just hope the fairy king yeah. realises that he you know he, he can do so much better. 790 actually slowly over the series starts to become probably the one of the main antagonists. <laughs> Despite being a member of the crew, it's really weird. Okay. Uh, there's also a part where... Where the um, the po- new pope is selected, and as a wild card, instead of selecting what you'd expect, they select a female real estate agent from somewhere in America who becomes the new pope, who's actually a reincarnation of a cannibal from the first season of Lex called Gigarata. <laughs> well, that was just unlucky, really. So, yeah. Uh, cannibal she get- pope. She gets eaten by a plant, by the way. The pope is eaten by a plant. That's the thing that happens in that series. Actually, the interesting thing is the whole setup is that the the Earth is doomed because it is what they call a Type 13 planet. It sounds unlucky. Which is a planet that is advanced around to a sufficient point that they are trying to discover the Higgs bo- uh, the, uh, the to measure the Higgs boson, and when they do, they will destroy the planet. And this was made in like 2002, well, so it was before we did. Didn't. <laughs> so it's like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is a you know. That's why we can't find any other life out there that's as advanced as ours. Because if there is a man out there, we might be able to sense it. But you can't because basically, as soon as a civilization gets to the point when they'll be able to spread out from their planet, they inevitably just annihilate themselves or something happens. So, I mean, that is like close to a legitimate theory. That is one of the many theories. Yeah, I, I do like that as being, yeah. being a theory. It, makes, it does make a kind of stray, uh, strange sense. But yeah, so that's the thing like because they've been doing these these like big over like these overarching stories um with with the uh, fire with fire and water and then with surrounding earth and then they have these like story arcs going on in those it keeps it really kind of like small when the previous episodes were like oh yeah we're just going to go to a new system every week and then the planets could get destroyed or the, and you know the, the second series literally ends with the universe being destroyed so everything after that just feels so small time yeah. well, where do you go after that that's like I think going that's the to problem. 11 so they they tried to focus a little bit more on on character moments and sometimes those work really well the, the second series actually did have a few like character things like they had a musical episode which is actually a really good episode <laughs> It ain't. Well, you, you it fo- won't be good as once more with feeling, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Once more with feeling from Buffy is amazing, but 
the big problem is is that because they they kind of do these slightly more serious, slightly less comedic, especially in the third season, they, they're way it's way less comedic. Like it does, the comedy and satire comes back full force in the fourth one, but the uh, the comedy is is much nowhere near as good in uh, the third series. So that means that the uh, unfortunately the actress playing Zev has to act. Mm. She cannot act. Bless her. <laughs> She has Did to do all this. At least try. She tried, but oh, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. The villain is a guy called Prince, though, who's sort of a, a weird um, uh, bargain basement version of Malcolm McDowell, who, funnily enough, was in the first series. Um, but yeah, um, this guy, um, he's a he's a really good villain. He effectively plays the devil. Um, well, as long as he's not like Silent Hill, Malcolm McDowell, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, <sighs> Lex, it, I really, I did enjoy Lex, but I can, I can totally tell, say to people, if you want to watch the the best parts of Lex, watch seasons one and two. Don't feel you have to watch seasons three and four. There are good episodes and good moments in them, but they're not worth it. Seasons one and two are vastly superior to the rest, to the other two. Um, and now I am, uh, I've now moved on. And now I'm watching Farscape, which I won't talk about. I'll get into that next time. <laughs> I'm wondering, what, like, where are you going to go after Farscape? Babylon uh, 5? Uh, I need to track down a copy of Babylon 5 because there's no streaming mm. services with it. Um, I'm thinking of watching Blake 7, actually. Oh, God. Which was written by uh, Terry Nation, who's the guy that invented the uh, the Daleks and wrote uh, most of the original Dalek stories. Oh, rad. Um, which may explain why Blake Seven is bleak as fucking shit. You so may it's right up your alley. Yeah, you may notice a pattern in, in sci-fi that I like. It's often bleak as shit. Well, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Can't wait for the Farscape episodes. <laughs> it's gonna be good. <laughs> Here at the Misanthropod, we don't talk about video games. We talk about fucking sci-fi all the time. Hey, at least at least three people have said that they like me talking bollocks about sci-fi. And three of them, you. <laughs> and is the other one your mum? Only my mum doesn't listen to anything I do. Does she even remember she has a son? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I got awfully real there for a second. Sorry. Yeah, you end up in that thing where you're like, I don't know, like people listening, and they go, "Is that a joke?" I don't know if that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll is never you know. Okay? <laughs> we got to keep some mystery here. Yeah, got to keep some mystery. Yeah. So we should probably go then. We should probably go. We we have yes. We have sci-fi's to watch and honors to for and you you uh. See, I was going somewhere but then I just completely after the first like syllable of me starting to speak, I zoned out entirely. <laughs> I, I noticed. Oh, we've got we've got our notes on our desktop and I just realized I spelled officially with o f I C C I A L L Y, and that is the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I hate how Notepad doesn't have a spelling like yeah. like you have spelled things wrong, you deserve death or whatever. <laughs> I don't think many things do, but maybe they should. Okay, since you're now rambling about your misspell uh, your misspellings in notes, we should say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, listener. Thank you for joining us. Good. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>